0: Powderfinger, my happiness. Right here at ninety-two point nine, JB here. Thanks to Country Autos, GWM Havel Bridge Street, West Tamworth. If you see reports of local COVID case numbers for the Tamworth region, just take it with a grain of salt. We'll give you details why very shortly in our McDonald's Maccafe coffee break. You wouldn't think that there's a pandemic on at the moment when the Oxford University instead spends their time studying how different sounds can elevate the tastes of certain foods. Professor Charles Spence... An experimental psychologist working at the university found there's a correlation between different styles of music and their enhancements of certain flavors. His research team conducted the experiment by choosing four distinct styles of music, high pitch, low pitch, cicado, which is short sounds, and legato, smooth sounds. And they paired the sounds with different flavors to see how their senses overlapped when eating and listening, and it produced some tasty results. Very nice. According to their research, high-pitched music will enhance the sweetness of food, whereas low-pitched sounds enhance more bitter taste. Cicado sounds go best with crunchy food, and creamier flavors are enriched by smooth legato music. The research was presented by Wren Kitchens, who then took it upon themselves to pair some meal ideas with good song recommendations to enhance the flavors. So, for example, if you're about to mung into some sticky honey Chinese chicken, it goes best with the pairing of Mariah Carey. Yeah. Next time you're ordering that at the Chinese restaurant, you go into the Marigold Inn or wherever, ask them, hey, can you put on some Mariah Carey We Belong Together? Thank you very much. and I'll enjoy it even more. Yeah. They certainly belong together. Or if you're about to eat a rich, decadent, dark chocolate molten cake, crank a bit of this. I fell into a burning ring of fire. Johnny Cash's Ring down, of Fire down, goes good down, with chocolate cake.
1: Higher, and it burns, burns,
0: burns. The ring of fire. I wonder how it goes with a curry. A fresh Caesar salad with crunchy garlic croutons goes best with Tom Jones. Delilah. My, 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 Delilah. Brings out that extra crunch. Why, 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 Delilah. Brings out the extra garlicky hit. And finally, if you're about to eat. A delicious, creamy, spaghetti carbonara. Do it best with Frank Sinatra. These little town blues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes it taste creamier. Carbonara and Sinatra. What could go wrong, hey? The type of music to listen to while eating Brussels sprouts. Well, they never worked out anything to make those things taste good. Chris joins me in the studio to have a chat about this uh, next topic. And Chris, I've noticed one of the sort of more alarming things I've come across on Facebook over the last week or so is a rise in reporting and some local COVID case numbers from our local health districts. And as of last Saturday, Hunter New England Health District revealed that they would no longer be publishing daily COVID case numbers broken down by postcode for our region. So that means that uh, they'd no longer be able to view daily case numbers for Tamworth, Liverpool, Plains, Gunnar, Moree, etc., However, since then, there's been multiple media organizations in the region, MPs, and some local Facebook groups publishing local COVID case numbers for these areas, and many of them with hugely, hugely differing opinions on the case numbers each day. One group we reached out to uh, said that they were getting their data from MP Sonia Hornery, and MP in Walls End, and we reached out to Sonia's office for comment on how she was sourcing this data. However, as of this morning, she hasn't yet responded to our request for comments. And in the meantime, Chris, you reached out to Hunter New England Health because obviously we thought if anyone was going to have this uh, data uh, Mm. broken down by postcode, it'll be the department that's obviously been providing us these daily case numbers since the pandemic started nearly two years ago. And they pretty much responded that they will no longer be publishing daily COVID case numbers broken down by postcode, as they stated that they wouldn't be doing as of Saturday. So they're standing by their guns there. Uh, And they also stated that anyone who claims they receive daily COVID case numbers broken down by postcode for the Hunter New England Health District, those numbers would be false. So if the official channel that is the front line, I guess, of uh, collecting and collating this data is no longer providing it, then it does kind of make it very difficult for other groups and organisations to try and calculate these daily case numbers. It's
1: worth noting that the decision from Hunter New England Health, on the phone when I spoke to the spokesperson, they said that came from New South Wales Health directly. One can assume that probably came from Hazard's office. Uh, Minister for Health, Brad Hazard, that is. So, questions can be asked around that. We'll leave that for um, someone else at this point in time, but there might be something there. Um, When it comes to these COVID cases, we saw a margin of error of about 30 cases, which that's massive. Yeah. Considering last year when we saw, I think it was August, we saw one um, individual travel from Newcastle and went to only five casual contact sites. Yeah. We were sent to lockdown due to that. Yeah. What can 30 cases do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Uh, and on top of that as well, Hunter New England Health District seems to be the only um, health district in the region that is no longer providing mm, that's that right. information of it broken down by postcode. If you look yeah. at the Mid-North Coast, they're still providing broken down numbers for Coffs Harbour, Port Macquarie. The Western Health District still providing broken down numbers for Mudgee, Dubbo, Griffith but we seem to be the only one that no longer has an official channel. And of course, we all want to see, you know, those daily case numbers for our local region to see how we're tracking and see sort of all our hard work of keeping distances and, you know, wearing masks and those measures that we're all doing and, you know, see how that's going. But these individual and organizations should be using their time and energy to push for Hunt in New England Health to reinstate those local case numbers by postcode back in effect and other, as we mentioned before, health districts are doing it. So why not us? Which is obviously with them no longer reporting those local case numbers from an official source has led to a rise in misinformation regarding those daily case numbers and a rise in potentially dangerous implications of pushing false information as fact. I mean, you know, they could, they could be speculating, for example, 300 cases creating some, you know, panic and hysteria when the true number could be much, much less, but we wouldn't know because the official source of this information, Hunter New England Health, is no longer providing this information, so we're all kind of going about it blindly.
1: And that goes the other way too. It doesn't take into account a possible spike in cases. Yeah. So they claim it's due to centralisation of rapid antigen tests. Yeah. But if we all have to report our uh, RA tests on uh, on Service New South Wales. Yeah. How are these numbers not thrown in with the postcode uh, breakdowns anyway? I mean, they've got our details on Service New South yeah. Wales. Why can't they give us postcode breakdowns? Yeah, yeah. Are things really that bad in the yeah. state? Look, it, this doesn't come from a place of malice for anyone who's posting these numbers. We all want to know what's going on in the state. The real issue is Hunter New England Health's decision to stop posting these breakdowns. So it's left a power vacuum hmm. for people to post these numbers. And it becomes dangerous when a state MP is included in this.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll definitely keep you up to date with uh, any further correspondence we have with uh, those various third party affiliates. Chris, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. GWM Havel Bridge Street West Tamworth. I was chatting to my mum the other night, and my my mum brought up a story that she seems to always bring up with people. You know how parents have the stories of their kids that they always bring up, and if you're around, thankfully I was only on the phone, but you know if you're around, they you know often the kids would just roll their eyes and go, "Mum, really?" And she brought up a story that I'd forgotten all about, and that was the time that I'd fallen asleep. In a dentist chair while getting a filling. I kid you not, if there's any dentists listening out there, the amazing team at Mary Street Family Dental might be listening right now. Please let me know if you've had any other patients that have fallen asleep in the dentist chair while getting a filling or a root canal. I had a root canal for the first time last year. I don't think you could fall asleep while you're getting one of those done between you and I. Or maybe, you know, fallen asleep while getting the tooth yanked out. I'd be fascinated to know because I reckon that's a very rare, rare, rare occasion for you to fall asleep while getting a filling done. I'd literally fallen asleep through the drill, through the needle, everything. 6762299. Where's the strangest place you've fallen asleep or you've seen someone fall asleep? 6762299. Allison, her dad fell asleep in the middle of San Francisco Airport, and everyone in the airport terminal had to step over Allison's dad to board the plane. Did no one think to wake him up and go, mate, you wake up or you, you're going to miss your flight. Annie, she fell asleep in a yoga class. Now, a friend of mine is a yoga instructor, and she said if you fall asleep at the end of her yoga class, she, she takes that as a compliment that you are that relaxed. That you've actually fallen asleep. So, and that could be a good thing. It's a good, you obviously did yoga very, very, very well. And close to me falling asleep in the dentist chair, uh, Bernie fell asleep while getting a tattoo on the left side of her rib cage. That is phenomenal. Where have you fallen asleep? And where have you seen people fall asleep, maybe? Let me know. 67622929 or on our Facebook page. McLemore, Good old days with Kesha in there for good measure here at 92.9. Bizarre places you've fallen asleep or you've seen people fall asleep. Some good ones on our Facebook page. Some ones that could have been potentially dangerous as well. Someone yeah. fell asleep while getting a tattoo. Now How do you
2: fall asleep getting a tattoo? I haven't had a
0: tattoo that for hurts. Other- yeah. I know. What? Someone that has very high pain thresholds.
2: Couldn't have been in a very it couldn't have been very big and it couldn't have been.
0: She says she got half a rib cage done.
2: Uh, the rib cage hurts a yeah, bit. Okay. I haven't got I've one of on the ribs, but
0: yeah. What? But but I when I sleep I like do the <laughs> the jumpy thing. When you sleep, you, wrong know when with you? You, <laughs> <laughs> you know when you you know when you. That's not a- it. Apparently, when you go into REM mode, oh, and you
2: do the little look. so
0: yeah. It's chocolate yeah. under the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Doing, and you do. that. <laughs> Imagine if you get a attack, they're going. And then you go, and then the <laughs> gun goes everywhere. And, yeah, you know, they That's were trying to story, write a going, nice... Like,
2: here in this tattoo, I actually fell asleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's a big line right. of text. You know, they're trying to write, you know, I don't know. What, what's a what's a typical cliche tattoo oh, quote what you is get it? done? One
2: life, no regrets. Yeah, no My husband reg- has that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? Sorry, Jake.
2: Yeah, he does. He got it when we are in England. I don't know why.
0: Mm. Good on him. Yeah. Some people, <laughs> uh, Fred fell asleep while getting his hair washed and head massaged that's at the hairdresser. Fair. No, that's understandable. I've nearly done that. That's okay. Uh, Susan's son fell asleep while getting his hair cut. I had a friend of mine who fell asleep in the shower standing upright.
2: How? Oh my God. He must have been tired.
0: Very tired. And it was a cold shower as well.
2: Oh my god, my sister. Okay, we're on a hands weekend up yep. at Kato- down at Katoomba. Yep. We're getting like we're doing the spa thing and getting massages and stuff. Yep. So yep. my sister was in the same room as me. and We're getting their massage. It was nice, relaxing. Next thing I hear is, I just started <laughs> laughing and woke her up.
0: <laughs> She'd fallen asleep <laughs> during
2: the massage. <laughs> And this is before she had kids, so she had no excuse. She shouldn't have been tired.
0: (laughs) Uh, Awesome. I'd love to know when you've fallen asleep. Where have you fallen asleep? That's more important than when have you fallen asleep. (laughs) Uh, I shut my eyes for five
2: seconds earlier.
0: (laughs) Uh, Where have you fallen asleep or where have you seen others fall asleep? Let us on our Facebook page or 676 Long sunny days, warm nights, and good times can only be improved. The strangest place you've ever fallen asleep. A friend of mine years ago in the 80s when radio stations used to play the... Actual, you know, vinyl records. When radio was
2: hard and there was carts and stuff. That's a whole kettle of fish. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's not all done on the computer. No, and all all the old announcers, they love talking about it. They're like, you kids nowadays with your glorified iPod. Back in my day, we used to have to work while we were on air. You'd be playing this and that and you'd have John Laws yelling at you over there and you'd have Alan Jones in that ear going, what are you doing? It was just so tough. Anyway, one of my friends, he he, had, he was doing the night show. Okay. And he'd put a record on, yeah. put his head on the desk to fall asleep, uh, to have, have a nap while the song was on, and then, you know, uh, I'll wake as up as in two do. minutes' time and whack another record, record on. Yeah, yeah. He's woken up at 11.55. Oh, so no. So five hours later nearly. Records
2: didn't go five hours. They probably still don't.
0: And the needles <laughs> just go... You know when you get to the end of the, uh, the vinyl record and it just yep. goes...
2: Mm. He's been doing that
0: for, like, four and a half hours on air, nonstop. Oh,
2: no. So he's
0: just very wittedly turned his mic on and gone, yeah, that's all the time we have for for this evening. I'll uh, see you tomorrow night, maybe.
2: Oh, my gosh. Saying that, though, on your breakfast announcer back in the day when I first started in radio, he had a pillow in the studio. Guess who would just voice track, magic of radio, voice track stuff up and have a nap in the mornings?
0: I might have doing that. That's good.
2: You know what? Then good the pi- pillow. The pillow is one of those pillows. If you sleep on it, you're going to survive COVID.
0: Oh, gross.
2: Yeah, it was pretty... Yeah, it was...
0: Yeah. <sighs> Nasty pillow. Nasty pillow. That's where COVID came from. Probably. The pillow in the studio yeah. at Moree. <laughs> uh, six seven six 229 tonight are on our Facebook page. The strangest place you've fallen asleep or you've seen someone fall asleep, please let us on our Facebook page or 676 lo- At 641. Here's a lighthearted look at what happened while you're asleep. It's, it's the, the feed. feed. It's the feed. This is one of the biggest business transactions on the planet. Microsoft is buying gaming powerhouse Activision Blizzard and what is the industry's biggest deal in history? It is 68.7 billion dollars US or nearly 95 billion dollars Australian and this acquisition will make Microsoft the world's third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Tony. The transaction... uh, Sony I should say, I think I said Tony! No, SONY! you've heard of them. Uh, This transaction includes iconic franchises including multiplayer online role-playing game World of Warcraft and also Call of Duty. Activision is also handing over the 2016 Game of the Year winner Overwatch, popular mobile game Candy Crush, and action game series Diablo. The Microsoft investment in the development of the Metaverse is also a key part of the deal. Microsoft executives talked up Activision's 40 million monthly active users as one major attraction to the deal and how vital these communities could be in Microsoft's various Metaverse plays. Activision's library of games could also give Microsoft's Xbox gaming platform an edge over Sony's PlayStation which has for many years enjoyed a more steady stream of exclusive games. According to data, the Microsoft Activision deal would be the largest all-cash acquisition on record, trumping when Bayer offered a deal for the pharmaceutical company Monsanto for $63.9 billion US in 2016 and also the $60.4 billion US that InBev bid for Anshaza Brutish the beverage company back in 2008 a massive deal I can't believe Activision is still around they used to make the the, the the good old Atari games all the classic Atari games for the Atari 2600 and Commodore games so certainly still alive and kicking and now what nearly 100 billion dollars richer well done 643 that is the feed with JB for breakfast and this is Maroon 5. Man of Skin, that is begging here at 92.9, 16 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Uh, we're talking about weird spots you've fallen asleep or you've seen people fall asleep. I don't think people, after some of these stories, should be driving. No, or on the
2: back of motorbikes. Yeah,
0: someone fell asleep on the back of a how motorcycle. Do do that? I have no idea. How
2: did you, you not? Obviously, like, I, I don't know, We just fall asleep and let go and fall off and yeah. probably die.
0: Yeah. Like. Ho- hopefully that, well, obviously they commented on our page that that didn't happen. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess the the road bumps would make it relaxing sort of too, the, the wouldn't road, it?
2: I haven't been on a motorbike no? since I was about 10. My okay. dad absolutely terrified, made me terrified of motorbikes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> he was going so fast, I felt like I was going to fall off. You
0: won't let your husband buy a motorcycle? Yep. No?
2: Ali is not riding my motorbikes either.
0: Okay. I'd ask that question. <laughs> um, Jessica fell asleep while having an MRI done, which is just crazy. How?
2: I've never had an MRI. I haven't is either. That? But it's no, that's the... a cat scan machine. I was gonna say when they go in the little machine.
0: Yeah, MRI is one of those, isn't it? That's why I'm... they send you in the big tube thing. It's good real thing, good claustrophobic. Thing we're not no, I <laughs> Dr. <That's> J <JD>. B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I was just I saw one, where is it? My son fell asleep on his pony. <laughs>
0: Sorry I shouldn't laugh, but uh,
2: look—he <laughs> well, must modern. have been really tired. Yeah. Hey, yeah,
0: really. See, um, Julie, her son fell asleep inside the rolled-up garden hose. <laughs>
2: My husband's done that drunk. Uh,
0: yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> of <laughs> say no more. Say no more. He's
2: gotten himself into some really bad situations whilst he's been drunk. I Don't drink, kids.
0: This segment, <laughs> I think we're learning more about your husband than anything in this very segment. <laughs> 676 nine, nine, or on our Facebook page, Bizarre Places You've Fallen Asleep or You've Seen Others Fall Asleep. This is Ellie Goulding at 92.9.